Hey everybody, welcome to Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. This is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. I'm Marcus Engel, your host, and as often happens in the studio with me is... I get to say my own name. I'm Marveline. (laughs) (laughs) With a laugh, all right. (laughs) So, So Marveline, aka The Hotness. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Anything exciting today? Today? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I did have a little adventure. Today? Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> well, I know you have a very sweet nickname for me. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, you know, for a long time, my nickname was Lucy. Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, if it's crazy and going to happen, it somehow seems to happen to me. But um, yeah, I was coming back from the hair salon. And it wasn't raining. It wasn't raining. No, no. So everybody should know that when the hotness goes to get her hair did, um, inevitably, literally, like 99% of the time that you go get your hair did, on the way home, it will start raining and you will, uh, you know, your, your hair will get, I don't want to say ruined, drenched. but damaged or drenched. <laughs> And it's, it's like, the well, truth. there went that style job. So anyway, you got your hair did. And I did. Happened? And it was a little windy. But, you know, in all my brilliance, I decide this is a good day to go ahead and, it's not raining, go ahead and wash the car. Mm-hmm. So I drive through and it's self-serve. And then they have these huge row of vacuums. So I wanted to vacuum. We've always got littles in the car and dogs and stuff. So um, I jump out. I test like five different vacuums to find the strongest one. And um, <laughs> you test vacuums to find the strongest one. <laughs> well, some of one. them are kind of puny, you know, okay. so right. I find the strongest one I can and I start vacuuming. And somehow during the back row, opening the back door, uh, my hair got caught in the vacuum. And when I say caught, I mean, strong. It took two hands to pull my hair out of the vacuum. It was so strong. It was hurting. I know I lost hair in this um, experiment. And, um, and I'm like, Oh, and I'm, you know, like panicking, you feel claustrophobic. So I, I grab, I get, finally get my hair out and it immediately sucks to my jacket. (laughs) I'm having to pull off, pull it off my jacket. My jacket has this little pucker in it now. And, um, it was like, you know, terrorizing for a minute. (laughs) So I finished and I jumped back in the car and all of a sudden I can, all I can think of is, you know, that's gotta be on a video camera somewhere. Oh, certainly. There's some security camera that, that that's on for eternity. And hopefully it just stays on the security camera. And then I got tickled and I absolutely laughed my head off all the way home. Which is which is something you do. Like if I do something like that where I injure myself or mess up something, I get mad and aggravated and I cuss a lot. <laughs> you, on the other hand, start laughing and like laughing until you poop your pants. Uh, maybe well, sometimes almost maybe literally. literally. <laughs> but... I wish I could do that. The phrase is pee yourself. Pee yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. Not poop your pants. No, correct. That's just more accurate. (laughs) You are a jerk. Okay. Well, but I mean, I wish I could do that. I wish in the moment, a lot of times whenever something goes wrong, or I wish I could laugh about it. 
oftentimes I get aggravated and uh, ruminate on it. Like I said, drop a few of the four letter beauties, but you laugh. (laughs) So, and this is one of the things I love about you is that you laugh. Well, I was, I was raised in a household where you handled stress by laughter, by finding what's funny in that. And um, my sisters and I both, you, you probably don't want us to sit by each other at a funeral because um, we'll think of something funny to do with the loved one. And then we'll smile about that inappropriately <laughs> at a funeral. And the but, next thing, it's not just a smile, it's a snicker. And then it's a... <clears throat> And it's uncontrollable laughter. Tears running down our face. People think we're crying. We're just laughing our head off. Um, but when we first got married, that was a very hard thing to reconcile. The yeah. two different styles of handling stress because right. I couldn't understand why you didn't think this was as funny as I did. And you were like, why are you laughing? You're not taking this seriously. Yeah. I don't know. I take things too seriously sometimes. But it is, it is. It's one of the things that we had to had to work out whenever we first got together. I, I think, you know, we're looking at Valentine's Day coming up here in, in a little bit, and we're talking about some lovey-dovey things today. A lot of people have heard the story of how you and I got together, how we met through a mutual friend and uh, started dating from a thousand miles away and such like that. But the, uh, the day-to-day life, of living with one another and balancing a marriage and a, and a business and uh, home, all of those things. That's, it's an, it's an interesting look at at the dynamics that are created when two people cohabitate, right? It is. And you see this, whether it's in marriage or I think about like in the early days uh, going off to college, cohabitating with roommates, uh, sharing an apartment in your younger years with somebody else, you, you have to kind of learn how the other person operates. And it, from, I remember from the time we started dating, I always, I was always fascinated by your brain and, and how it, how it, uh, Is that a good thing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a good thing. It, it was always fascinating to me how you could just stop and laugh in a, a serious or a difficult moment. And I was like, I want to be able to do that. And you helped me take my life a little less seriously. And um, that's one of the that's one of the things that I still get to admire so much about you. Oh, thank you. You know, I was actually thinking about that today, too, because it is Valentine's mm-hmm. and I'm even wearing red. Oh, good for you. Right. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> thank me for wearing red. Um, but. Going back, I was going to ask you what first attracted you to me, and, and you, you've said enough. <laughs> um, you don't have to keep belaboring it uh, as far as, you know, give me a list of my wonderful attributes. But, um, you know, I first, I think, loved your, your brilliance, you know, how smart you are, and then you're so funny, too. You're, you're just a very funny person, but um, even if not under stress, but usually you're very, very funny. And... Um, I thought, you know, it's so good to keep going back to those things that you first loved about someone, because when the shine wears off, you've been married, you know, five or six or seven years, 16, (laughs) I know, but somewhere during that time, it's easy to stop thinking about what you first loved and instead 
now you think more about what's driving you bananas. You know, you chew too loud or whatever it is, you know, stop sneezing so loud. Um, and it's just one of, I think, an important tip or trick is to continually go back to, hey, this was something I loved. Even if it gets on my nerves a little bit now, I, I really love it and why you loved it. And um, I think that can keep you from strangling each other in your sleep <laughs> I, I, I think about, I'm sure some folks have questions like, well, how do you, I, I've even heard it whenever we're at a speaking engagement, a client or somebody will say, oh, I really, uh, I really enjoyed observing Mark and Marveline together because you see how they work together, just physically, logistically, uh, how you're helping me out, just the little tricks that we've learned to communicate and, um, and, and just operate better in the world. And I, I, I know that there is a little interesting thing when you have one person in a relationship that's got a, a, a profound disability such as I have. I know that whenever we, one of the things I first loved about you, um, I think it was our very first Valentine's Day together. You told me, okay, Mark, you are never going to have to worry about what to get me for Valentine's Day. Because first, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> first, I'm going <laughs> to tell you. That sounds like me. <laughs> and, and I'm an oblivious male, right? So, so I, I appreciate that. But the other thing is, is anytime I have... Um, I have wanted something for you because I would love to be the typical guy who on the way home from work, maybe stops off and grabs flowers every once in a while for his wife, not just on Valentine's day, but every once in a while, or stops off at a, uh, whatever, a, a specialty cookie shop and bring some kind of special treat home. Those things are difficult for me. And obviously like browsing in stores is a little more difficult for me. So if I ever want to surprise you, I've got to jump through a lot of hoops to do it. But you love me so much that you don't need me to have to prove my love by jumping through all those hoops. So from the very first Valentine's Day we spent together, you told me, just tell me. It's no big deal. You want to get me flowers? Just say it. We'll stop by, you know, the florist and you can pick up a bunch, um, anything you want to do. And so I, I, that's always been a gift to me. Of course, I can go online and order you flowers. I can order you some treat through Amazon um, as opposed to just stopping into a store and browsing through the shelves or finding the perfect card. But you've always given me that gift of clarity and um, hmm, there's another word that I'm looking for. Um, adaptation, I suppose that may not be the best word, but adaptation that, that I don't have to go out and quote unquote, surprise you by coming home with a teddy bear and a box of chocolates and a, and, and a, and a, and a, and a, and a, and a uh, two dozen red roses, but I don't have to go out and coordinate all that myself. You've given me that, that gift of allowing me to try to love you and help you and surprise you in ways that actually make it where I don't have to pull my hair out to do it. So thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. I honestly, I, I feel like it's not fair to test each other by, mm. did you, did you get it right? 
did you think of what I wanted that that purse I asked for two years ago did you get it this time you know testing each other <clears throat> and that's why I remember I do remember saying you're not going to have to guess because sometimes that feels like we're testing mm -hmm. um are you paying good attention to me? And it was also, right, it, it was not, you, you were very determined not to make that some kind of passive aggressive thing that uh, right. if you didn't get what you wanted, that then you would uh, hold that over my head or anything. I don't know any of us who will actually do that, do we? Do any people actually mm -hmm. say, you kind of have to prove your love to me? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, all the time. And we may right. in other ways. And we, right, right. We're but, not perfect um, but by no, any means. But not with gifts. Not with gifts like this. And um, that gift of, of giving me that freedom is one of the greatest gifts that you've given me. And one of the reasons you. I love you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, we hope that you got something interesting out of our little uh, <laughs> conversation today and escapades about Marveline getting her hair caught in vacuum cleaners and such. But uh, we want to we want to thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you for being part of the Compassion and Courage community. Please remember to subscribe and share and like all those things. And uh, we'll see you next time. Love you, babe. Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's. And happy Valentine's to all of you. To all of you. Thanks a lot.